abandoned corporate America to embark on a whole new venture in horror podcasting. Please join your host and his sister for today's episode of Not Your Average Horror Show. (laughs) That was creepy. Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Not Your Average Horror Show. It's the first one we've done in December so far, December 5th, as we're recording this. Very exciting because we're coming up in the year anniversary. We started doing this one year ago, or maybe just before a year ago. We were trying to figure that out. Right. Although it seemed you had a comment recently that you thought you'd been doing this like since January of 2022, which would make it almost two years. <laughs> really? I think so. Um, you know what I'm I, saying? That? It does feel like we've been uh, at this for a fair amount. Yeah perfecting it with every episode <laughs> or just overcoming new challenges every episode oh more audio bullshit so we thought we couldn't <laughs> face any more like something new always comes up <laughs> we cannot face it yeah it's amazing <laughs> these things come out listenable at all yeah it's it's a miracle it's, it's a it's a christmas miracle <laughs> as i'm untangling my mic here these wires are way too long <laughs> you gotta get have... the cuffs yeah, when I first bought these, I must have gone for like the 50-foot version of <laughs> wire, which is completely overkill. So, anything new with you? Uh, n- nope. Okay. <laughs> Same old thing. Yeah. Still uh, sitting around, still contemplating life. Okay. Uh, if any of our listeners are hiring, hit me up. Oh, yeah. Um, She's looking for work. <laughs> what are your skill sets? Um. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ellipsis. <laughs> What's that? It's Never the mind. dot dot dot. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I know some grammar. Yeah. And punctuation. Right. So you can proofread a small child's paper. Right. Um, their book report. And I can edit their photograph. Yeah. And uh, maybe draw them <laughs> fantastic <laughs> there's my resume that sounds good <laughs> the offer should roll in any second go to our website go to our facebook page all right fingers are crossed yeah okay well all right so uh what we're doing this week it's this this is halloween 2 this is exciting because um it's actually my favorite horror sequel i think of any slasher mm-hmm. movie <laughs> yes big statement and you know, you could say that with the, the Friday the 13th series that like part three and part four were more fun than the original. That may be the case, but I think just based on creativity, like Halloween 2 was much better. By the way, I was watching the first Friday the 13th mm-hmm. back in October, and I'm just like, I just could not believe how slow and boring it was. It was just, I don't know, one scene, the camera would just like hang on the actors for so long as they're just doing mindless crap and a door would open it's raining and it's just i can't i know at one time i liked it but it's called building up the suspense i guess but um i don't know i used to only watch the first three like every year i would do that and then i kind of got away from the first one i'm like oh why haven't i watched this in a while and i went back and i'm like oh this must be why it's just <laughs> as slow as can be <laughs> but anyway with halloween 2 it, it takes place right when the original leaves off where Michael Myers is shot at the end. He falls off a balcony and then he's gone when Loomis goes to see after firing six shots into him. He's oh, not man. there. Huh. Yes. I hate it when that happens. Right. 
If somebody you shoot somebody six times, they should stay dead. You expect them to be there. Yes. Let's see a body. <laughs> um, and then the first one that starts off, you know, right off the bat, it just repeats this the the last few minutes of the first one, of course, where mm-hmm. she's being attacked by Michael Myers and then she fights him off. And then he's ready to come back again, but Loomis appears with a gun and then shoots him. He falls off. And then he's on the ground. And then um they play Mr. Sandman during that. That's a highlight. Mr. Sandman. They got <laughs> Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then the Halloween theme kicks in with the pumpkin and all that. And then like it kind of launches into new material. Mm. So the first part of the movie, um, after that, after the credits, you just kind of see Michael Myers bumbling around in the neighborhood. <laughs> he just has no plan. He's very aimless. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Yeah, you and him might have some more in common than you think. This is my uh, hero's journey or maybe my villain's journey. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Of course, you haven't been shot six times. No, no. This is his first experience of being shot, by the way. I'm sure over like the 40 or 50 years that these movies have been out there. I don't even know how many times he's been shot and burned and whatever the case may be. This was the genesis. So understandably, he's a little shaken up by this. Yeah, that would be traumatic for for most people to face. Yeah, whether they're a psycho or not. (laughs) So he's bumbling around. You see him like down the alleyways. It's kind of a cool intro because you're seeing it from his point of view. And this also happens to the shy Michael Myers also. (laughs) The shy Michael Myers? Yes, because when somebody comes out onto their porch, what he does is he quickly like backs up against the wall so they can't see (laughs) him. Well, he's probably got some PTSD or something. (laughs) Maybe that's what He's like, I could have a gun. (laughs) But it's funny because this is the only series, and it's not like blatantly obvious, like the way I'm exaggerating it, Mm -hmm. but it is kind of funny when you look for it because I'd never noticed that until I kind of picked up on it. Like he'll go up against a wall sometimes (laughs) and he does this more than once in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, he kind of stays in the shadows until he's ready to make a move. And in the process of this, he actually walks by a dog on a Uh chain and gets barked at. Oh, I see where this is going. Yeah. Can you guess what kind of dog (laughs) this is? A uh, Doberman. Yes. Pincher. Right. Exactly. Something else I hadn't noticed either in all these years watching it until like the Doberman interest kicked in. (laughs) The the Doberman hyper focus. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So he gets barked at by a Doberman for like two seconds and keeps on going, which is interesting There's because... not enough Doberman. What? Two seconds is not enough Doberman. No, but it might have been enough for Michael Myers because he doesn't have the best track record for dogs. Mm. By that, I mean he kills them usually. Oh, okay. In the first one, he's stalking around the house of Annie, mm-hmm. the one with the really annoying voice. Mm. She's going, oh, guess my options are either babysitting Lindsay or listening to... Paul and her screw around or talking to you. And it's just like her voice is just really grating. <laughs> oh, kind of like the, um, uh, what's her face? <laughs> like that. Oh, not quite that, but oh, the girl from Friends? Yes. The, well, yeah. No. Who am I thinking of? Fran? Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. No. Okay. But yeah, the, yeah, that's, it's not as bad as that. No, and she's not that bad of a character. But it's just like, she's kind of like, you know, just like monotone. She's like really annoying. And she's the friend that like tries to push things as far as they can go. Mm. So, um, but she ended up getting killed in the first one. But before that happened, she's in the kitchen. She hears her dog, a German shepherd outside, 
barking at something, mm-hmm. which turns out to be Michael Myers. The next thing you see is like, or you hear a yelp. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, he must have found a hot date or something. A hot date. And then the next shot you see is like the bottom half of the dog, like from the waist down. You just see his legs hanging there. It's not good. You don't know if he's <laughs> he has him by the neck or if he's in the process of strangling him. Right. And then what else? Oh, part four, yeah. He kills a golden retriever at some point. They don't show it on screen. A golden retriever. Yep. Wow. And he's I th- going for all the uh really five star breeds here. Right. And then um, he ate a dog, I think, inside, back at his house, where he just kind of goes there all the time and hangs out, where Loomis always goes to look for him, and he sees the him and the cop were there, and they see the dead body of some animal. He's like, what's that? It's <laughs> like, he got hungry. It's like, is that a skunk? A skunk. <laughs> but I'm thinking it was a dog. So, um, yeah, so they kind of like, I don't know, establish a few scares in the first part because eventually he does go inside somebody's house. Mm-hmm. This old couple, he, this old lady's like <laughs> slicing up a ham <laughs> and then um, she's got her knife there. She goes off somewhere into the living room, comes back and sees like a bunch of blood like all over the ham and the cutting board. Oh, man. And the knife is gone. He just went to grab the knife. Huh. Didn't even grab the ham. No. <laughs> you think you would have been hungry after all that. Yeah. Why eat a dog when there's a perfectly good ham sitting there? Yeah. Um, so the interesting thing about this one is that the director, so John Carpenter did the first one. He's the one that did the last movie we talked about, They Live. Mm-hmm. And also The Fog, mm. which should be coming up next time. Yes. Um. So he bailed out on doing this one like he's like nah i'm good yeah and that's usually what most good directors will do like (laughs) i'll quit while they're ahead yeah they do one movie and it's like to them that's as good as they're gonna do it they're not gonna do a sequel until years later sometimes they come back and do one if they need the money (laughs) so they got some guy rick rosenthal who i guess was a young unknown director and he was all about making it like the first one suspenseful Mm mm-hmm and minimalizing the gore Mm. but ironically john carpenter i guess was acting as a consultant for this movie and he's like no you've got to put more gore in it (laughs) but as much gore as you can (laughs) which is weird because like that kind of goes completely against what he was doing with the first one which did not have much it sounds like he was trying to sabotage this kid me, I don't know what was going on. Uh, it could have been that they were trying to compete with the other horror movies. Because at, at, by this time, Friday the 13th had come out. Like mm-hmm. following the first Halloween, they came out and then they like went over the top mm-hmm. on, on Google. Like, I was just talking about it, but there were some like really shocking scenes. Like this guy is like pinned up against the doorway with arrows all through his eyes and all, mm. all through his body. It was pretty, mm-hmm. pretty beautiful. Dis- pretty disgusting but so and there was like a whole bunch of other copycat slashers that you never heard of all at the same time so i think i he might have been thinking like well we have to keep up with these films somehow and so he's making it extra gory Mm. so in that first 15 minutes out of the blue he just walks into some girl's house who's looking around in a panic because she knows like there's a killer on the loose Mm -hmm. and it's in her neighborhood and sure enough he comes up behind her and like slits her throat so that's scenes like that you can just kind of tell don't really go with the flow of the movie. Mm-hmm. And there's something else also, which is 
a little bit <laughs> amusing where it's like not long after this, this mom brings her child to the emergency room. And at first, just like some like a mom and her kid. Mm -hmm. But then you get a closer view of the kids like, whoa, you're hurt. She's like, oh, this is terrible. And she pulls this rag away from the kid's mouth. A razor blade is like wedged between his bottom teeth oh. and top teeth. Oh. It's totally like one of those urban legends where they said, don't ever take an apple from trick-or-treating because like somebody <laughs> might have put a razor blade. So, is that like where that came from? <laughs> yeah. And it's that's another scene that totally does not go, but it kind of does in a way because it is Halloween. Sets up. The, it is a hospital. Ambiance. It has to happen somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I saw this. So I was telling like, like going back, I don't know how old I was, but probably, I don't know, eighth grade. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that kid, Josh, and the boss, I was telling him about it. The infamous Josh. Right. And like he couldn't think. He's like, what do you mean? It's like a kid just marches into the hospital room with a razor blade. Just like, no, no, no. His mom brought him in. It was, and it's, they just make him wait too. Once they get into the um, lobby area. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, the only doctor on duty is drunk. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Mixture. Dr. Mixture. Mixture. Yeah. He was drunk. Yeah. So interesting choice of gore and like, you know, this director, Rick Rosenthal, who, um, was new i guess he accepted like allowing the gore into the movie actually mm -hmm. so you know my friend tony right yes so he actually thought unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> once you once you hear this story you'll totally believe it's him <laughs> he thought for some reason that rick rosenthal was the person that played michael myers because uh -oh. one day he's like yeah michael myers is jewish did you know that <laughs> <laughs> what what are you talking about he's like yeah the guy who plays it, his last name is rosenthal i'm like okay fair enough that sounds like a jewish name but that's the director of the movie that's not the guy who plays michael myers it's like are you sure and then out of the blue he just like hops out of his chair and does this stabbing motion with with one hand and then he's got like his hand and his head <laughs> purportedly to illustrate that Michael Myers is wearing a yarmulke as he's out <laughs> doing the killing and stabbing people and so that the yarmulke wouldn't fall off his head while he's stabbing somebody. It's terrible. Yep, that's the uh, <laughs> the people I know. <laughs> the, so, the company you keep. <laughs> right, yeah. So um, that aside, I don't know if Rick Rosenthal ever did anything else. Actually, he might have had a couple. There was one following this, a movie called Bad Boys with Sean Penn uh -huh. about like, I don't know, kids in a ref a juvenile detention center, mm -hmm. which is pretty brutal to watch. Mm. But there's one scene in it where it's like there's a some kind of car chase, I think. And then you see a movie playing in the background that happens to be Halloween too. Mm. It's kind of funny when directors do that with their own movies. Yeah, little Easter eggs. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So, um, yeah, it's not long. So most of this movie takes place in a hospital, Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. New That's Jersey. Well... They got the name from there because the producer Deborah they loved Hill. That name. What's that? They loved that name. I don't know what the reason was, but that is where she took it from. The producer. <laughs> she wanted it to be that, although it does take place in Haddonfield, Illinois. Uh, um, that's where they got the name. So I think they found a dinosaur in uh, Haddonfield, New Jersey. Oh yeah. Fun fact. Oh okay. They talk about that in this movie, by the way. Oh really? No. Really? Oh, got excited for a second. Yeah, could you imagine? I'm not sure how they would have brought that up. But. 
in between, yeah, so leading up to the hospital, you get to meet some of the characters. You see one of the nurses that's out at a Halloween party, and she's, you know, having a little bit too much fun because now she's late for her shift. Mm. And she has to bring some other nurse back home before she can even go to her shift. She's like, oh, it's going to be five miles to Russellville, and then another five miles back to the hospital. She's like, you promised you'd do it. This name Russellville is just like, it keeps coming up throughout all the movies, but you never even see this town. Huh. It's something else, like, because I've just seen this so many times, these names kind of, like, start, um, you know, I start getting questions about, like, why, what was significant about that name, Russellville, and even in, like, the more recent ones that we just talked about, like, mm-hmm. Halloween Kills, like, they even talk about it there, but you never even see anybody from Russellville. It's just annoying. <laughs> so it, it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. It's no <laughs> Haddonfield. Right. Russell, and it's not Russellsville, it's just Russell. <laughs> Single. No ownership. We have questions. Why Russellville? Yeah. Yeah, it's not too much longer until like they're in the hospital, and Jamie Lee Curtis, who's pretty much out of it most of this movie, she's not really even um, doing any serious acting because she's been traumatized by what happened in the first movie. Fair enough. And she's brought by ambulance to the hospital. And it's something else is kind of strange too. It's just like it's almost like her fa- she's treated like a celebrity in the movie, although mm-hmm. her dad's just like a real estate agent. Once she's put in the ambulance, they're they're like, "Who's this girl?" She's like, "It's Laurie Strode." He's like, "All right, here we go." And it's like they're it's like full steam ahead. And then once they get there, they're looking for the doctor, and it's like, "Doctor, we've got Laurie Strode here." He's like, "Oh, oh," and the guy's drunk. You know, he's trying to like <laughs> pound as much coffee as together. he can. Yeah, doctor mixture. And so, you know, he gives her the shot to kind of calm her down. And then that's why she's kind of in a daze the rest of the movie. And then she's kind of just kind of laying there until the very end. Hmm. In between, like, there's various hospital attendants trying to make moves on her. It's yeah. a pretty sweet gig, though, for Jamie Lee Curtis. If you're, like, the star of the movie and all you have to do is, like, lay around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, another thing I just found out about this movie is that she's wearing a wig in the whole thing. So apparently her hair is pretty different from the first one, Mm -hmm. but she had like done short hair, not trading places because that was like two years later, but there was something else that came out along the same time where Mm -hmm. it had to be really short and there was no time to grow it back. And they couldn't have that. (laughs) No. How dare a woman have short hair? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Although this movie did kind of like break a little bit of ground because if you ever watch some of the documentaries and they have like the cast reunions and stuff, mm-hmm. there was a, um, a head nurse who happened to be black. Mm-hmm. And apparently like that wasn't written into the movie. Like okay. everybody was supposed to be like white in the hospital. Yeah. And she, I guess, I don't know. She came by and insisted on, I can't remember the story exactly, but she like insisted on trying out for it and they liked her. They got the, she got the role. So, Okay. okay. Yeah. Well. So good. Kudos, kudos to Halloween. <laughs> Two. Yeah, and they set her up for a very unusual murder. It's it's very like surreal. Like there was some really creative stuff in this movie. Yeah. And the first time I ever saw it was like the TV version. Like I didn't mm-hmm. get to see it in its full. So it didn't have a lot of the gory parts that were inserted right. after the thought. So what you see all throughout the movie, they keep going back to this. It's like this this pipe that's in a room. It's a dark room. And you see just dripping blood. Hmm. 
throughout the first half of the movie. Like ominous. From, from the point of, yeah, very ominous. <laughs> and then in the TV version, you never like really see what it is. Um, but then at some point, somebody goes in into this room. And I think you see the dripping blood and the guy kind of like slips and falls down at something. And then he, <laughs> and then it just moves to something else. And you see the guy <laughs> later in the movie. It's like, oh, that didn't make much sense. Mm. So what they do show you in the unedited version is that nurse and she has like, I guess it's set up as if it was going to be like a transfusion or something, mm -hmm. but it's just draining her blood onto the floor. Oh, shit. So you do see that like single drop of blood every, every so often. And then when the guy goes in there, he sees something and you don't know what he's looking at. And he has his look of horror on his face. He turns around, slips falls down, hits his head on the floor, and it shows like from a top-down view, he's lying there, the whole floor of the room is covered in blood, and there's the nurse's body with just like the tube sticking out, and just like made that whole entire floor just coated with blood. Jeez. I mean, wouldn't yeah, she caught on at some point as a nurse that like her blood wasn't going to? Well, I think she was either unconscious or maybe she was already dead. Uh, and Michael Myers just did this just for context. the hell. Yeah. yeah. For, for a laugh. Yeah, sorry. I should have mentioned maybe that she <laughs> might have been subdued somehow. Well, I'm assuming most people have actually seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, this probably won't be like the first time they've, they've heard anything <laughs> about it if they're listening now. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty gross there's like a bunch of different things yeah one of the more disturbing things is like these this nurse and one of the attendants or one of the ambulance drivers you know they kind of have this thing going on and although all they do is bicker through the movie but then he convinces her to go into like the hot room where the, where the hot tub is mm. for some kind of like you know hot water therapy for patients mm. so they go into that and then they're just kind of you know enjoying it and then it's getting hot in there okay i see <laughs> do you know this one <laughs> it sounds maybe i think i can imagine no i i have not <clears throat> but i i feel like i can imagine where this is headed yeah so it's getting a little bit too hot she tells him to go out and turn it down and you see him like behind some window somewhere where all the controls are you see him fumbling around with it mm -hmm. and then suddenly you just see like this dark shadowy person go up behind the guy and strangle him. Mm. And the body just goes like that and then falls to the floor. <laughs> and Michael Myers is still just standing there. <laughs> and she doesn't even see a thing because she's got her back to the window. Yeah. Okay. And then, and the next thing you know, it's just like somebody's got their hands on her shoulders. <laughs> she's like, oh, you know, I have to go back to work now. She's like, we're just taking too much time out here. She's, and and there's nothing there's no words or anything she's like no don't be like that she turns mm -hmm. around and she's she's like the mask looking back at her and then he just grabs her by the neck and just like submerges her head underwater and meanwhile you see he's turned it up to like 300 degrees now Ugh. and he's holding her head and she's just like scalding and like all the skin peeling off her face it's pretty nasty uh, that would be a terrible way to go <laughs> yeah definitely a decent amount of nudity in this movie also as you can imagine oh okay yeah um so from that point on the funny thing is oh yeah so i was talking with the shy michael myers before because earlier in the hospital part there's like some babies laying there in like the you know the nursery area 
and there's people walking around. He goes up against the wall again. He's just like <laughs> hiding there, making himself skinny. He's honed, in the shadows. His, uh, he's honed his craft. Yeah, very stealth. But it's just funny because he never does that again in any of the other ones. He's just like always, if he's there, he's there. Like he doesn't care who knows it. <laughs> he's there. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is briskly paced. There is a lot of action, I guess, but there's a lot of like scenes that you just don't see done. Like the ones I mentioned. Mm-hmm. One of the other more notable ones also is like the doctor himself. Dr. Mixer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At some point, people start disappearing. And then the people that are alive still start catching on to this. It's just like, okay, where is everybody? <laughs> it's already like, it seems like an abandoned hospital, like would be the case in a lot of these movies. Mm-hmm. You know, anything, sometimes things are set in a certain place and it's just like, I don't see other people around, but yet the whole movie is, revolves around this. So there's very... You don't see any other patients. Um, so, yeah, this blonde nurse goes into the doctor's office, which is very darkly lit. Mm-hmm. And you see a fish tank, kind of a cool fish tank. It's mm-hmm. very colorful in there. And he's just kind of like sitting there in front of the fish tank. <laughs> um, and she's like, Dr. Mixture, you got to come out here. She's like, I can't find anyone. And this person's missing and we need your help. He's just sitting there motionless. And then she's like, Dr. Mixter? <laughs> she says his name much more times. And it's suddenly, like, almost all by itself, the chair, it's a revolving chair like what I'm sitting in. Uh-huh. It revolves around. And as it does, you see this thing sticking out Ooh. of his eye. The light catches it in just such a glint. And then you see it's a hypodermic needle. Oh, God. And it's jammed inside his eye. And it shows it up close also. Uh, these It's one of the more gory movies, like, of its time, I think. And just yeah. like some of those things are just bizarre. It's not just <laughs> gory. It's weird and gory. I guess this uh, this director really took John Carpenter's advice to heart. Apparently. <laughs> it's like, go big or go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's funny, though, because it kind of like, it's kind of a cop out mm-hmm. by including it because, you know, to do it artfully would be just to go the suspense route, like what the first movie was. So it's really, nobody seems to know why John Carpenter wanted all that stuff in there. He just must have been insistent on competing with all the other louder and gorier movies that were out there. I mean, like as, what you were saying, though, at least it's creative and it's not just like, here's somebody else getting their throat slit. Here's somebody yeah. else getting decapitated. Well, I guess that's kind of the same thing. Um, <laughs> here's everybody, like somebody else with their organs like out. Yeah, you know? right, There's exactly. There's some interesting implements. There's interesting uh, tactics. Yes. Um, you had the hot tub. You had the needle. <laughs> um, the weird. Yeah, there was. <laughs> the drainage of the blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was definitely points for creativity there. <laughs> Disgusting, but. <laughs> and the kid with a razor blade in his mouth. That started an entire trend all over the news before <laughs> Halloween. See now you're you're missing out. You feel like you should go watch this now? No. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I have to say is that so I have this on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. There's something about the way this looks, which is just so perfect, and it's it enhances every drop. Yes, of blood. <laughs> it, it 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 does. Like the blood looks just so it's so crisp and clear against, <laughs> especially the contrast, like the black, yeah. you know, on the floor and the the blood and the light and everything i don't know how 
I don't know why. Digitally remastered for your viewing. Pleasure. Yeah, I don't know what it was because like a lot of movies say stuff and like I guess they talk a lot of shit also. It's just like <laughs> digital remaster, director's cut and, you know, enhanced this THX. I don't know what any of that stuff is really. <laughs> but this really it, lived up to the. Uh, yeah. The and it wasn't even like being boastful about it. It's well, it's the Scream. So there's a company called Scream Factory who's I don't know how they've accumulated all these horror movies and they've remastered them. They've released them on Blu-ray and also 4k, I think. Hmm. So this is not a 4k version. It's just like the Blu-ray version, but it just looks amazing. Like I can't even imagine a 4k looking any better than this. (laughs) And technology exceed this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's the version of this. Like if you haven't seen it on Blu-ray, it, just really looks there there's been i also have the 4k version of it but i haven't even played it i'm just keeping it sealed you know <laughs> for another collectability 20 years. <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> until something replaces that well then it'll become even more valuable oh uh, yeah it'll be but, vintage but it's weird because it's like there's 4k stuff that doesn't even look as good as this it's just something about this this one um production it just looks so perfect in Blue in the Shout Factory version. It's like, yeah, if you don't own that, you wow. must. Shout out to it's like, uh, Shout Factory. Yeah. <laughs> Scream Factory. I think they go by the same name. I don't know. There's a Shout and Scream Factory. And I think oh. they're related. <laughs> Shout Factory. It doesn't sound quite as like horror affiliated as Scream Factory. Yeah. Shout Factory is like, I don't know what that would be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one dance. of the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it's funny. You know, we're talking about creativity, although there were three movies that year. Now, here's a little trivia fact that even like the most savvy horror movie enthusiasts like rarely get this right. I've oh, never met my. anybody right. who's gotten it right. Okay. But there was three movies that came out this year, 1981. They all featured a hypodermic needle to the eye. Mm. And nobody can ever name all three of them. Well, I can name one. Wow, very good. <laughs> what are the other two? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. So it's a movie called Strange Behavior, which is not really, um, it's it's just weird. It's, it's a horror movie, but it's also kind of sci-fi. And I've seen it, but I can't remember it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that impressed. There was like very weird stuff in that one too. Yeah. Neil. And it's one called Dead and Buried. Okay. Which has a guy that survives actually getting burned up by a bunch of people on the beach. Wow. And then you see him like just all, he looks like a mummy. He's like all wrapped up in the hospital. Yeah. And then somebody comes in and sticks a needle in his eye. Why? Um, <laughs> to survive all that. I can't remember. <laughs> I know. It's funny. There's, a, there's one review of that movie, which is what's, what's reads kind of like in a humorous way about all the people that were like mangled up and like this one person who gets burned only to succumb to a hypodermic needle in the eye somebody else gets their head chopped off somebody else gets, gets shot and the last word of the review just says enjoy <laughs> <laughs> so is this a piece of like trivia that you came up with yourself or well actually no it was in that review i think i found it out whoever yeah. wrote that i think it was a new york times review but it's just like it said like the trend of the week lately seems to be sticking needles in the eye and it's and it listed the other movies. So you mentioned that nobody else has gotten this right in terms of like people that you've asked. Right. <laughs> in the year 1981, there were three instances of hypodermic needle in a horror movie. You know, um, you know what I should have done is I should have used that as like a trivia question. And then. For oh, for our podcast. Yeah. Oh. Drum up some more enthusiasm. Well, you need to come up with 
<laughs> you need to come up with some more trivia. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But that was a good one. So maybe that'll be a hint at what we'll be doing. Maybe you have some giveaways at some point. Mm. Um, I don't know what. Giveaways. Well, you know, like don't shirts. Don't let us become too big for our britches over here. <laughs> oh, we need all the publicity we can get. <laughs> maybe putting the, 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 the logo on a shirt of could be possible you know what is our logo anyway it's that oh, fan yes yeah. and the coronavirus which is a little yeah i don't think anybody i know that's true i was thinking about <laughs> that are we gonna have to redo that one i mean would I, you be up for i mean you drew it well yeah i could put in was well, something <laughs> circular and relevant <laughs> i mean we could just put in like the original looking ball but that might be too much of a copyright infringement although i don't think anybody ever realizes that it is a coronavirus ball that he's holding it uh maybe that's my fault no i just think that at this point people just don't really look at it close <laughs> enough people have and like erased that imagery yeah, out of their consciousness yeah this show was born in the in the corona era it wasn't released then but it was like it was conceptual, about. It was conceptualized. Yeah, yes. yeah. It was supposed to start then because everybody was just sitting in their ass doing nothing, <laughs> including us. Which is why and we still didn't get it we done. We didn't then. release it until after, until literally like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, yeah. So I'm just trying to think. Like back, was there anything else I wanted to add to this? This is yeah. Like I said, this is one of my hor- my horror favorite sequels of all time. I really can't think of anything else that tops this. And when did you first see this? Well, the problem with this one is that I ended up like seeing parts of it, just like many other horror movies. Mm-hmm. I would just take whatever I could get when I could. <laughs> and it was really like a wacky thing. It's like, so again, I've always, I've talked about the Canadian stations because we live near Canada. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it wasn't broadcast on an English station, but I happened to record it off of a French station out of montreal and thank god you were taking french with mr marcel oh a lot of good yes <laughs> yeah shout out to mr marcel oh what a weirdo <laughs> poor guy <laughs> poor guy <laughs> i'm just thinking about what you guys did to him he was never the same after rumors that. were were flying even 15 years after were they <laughs> of what preceded your class why what did they say oh that he was terrorized well, we were, I, think, I think that mostly came from Ma, but oh, maybe, yeah. he definitely remembered. He knew we were related, not because of any of my Oh, did he give you but, shit because of that? Well, no, I didn't even have him, but oh. I- uh, Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of our, um, what do you call it when there's like a teacher and they're like- um, Substitute? No, but like for the class, they're like, you're- class ambassador or something like for the whole grade class or like oh really i've never heard of that why would they pick him i don't know the other one was miss moldavan which is even oh that's even strange what the hell (laughs) yeah the kids must not have gotten too sharp as years went on no like (laughs) our class notoriously sucked like we had no money at all for anything oh really yeah our class was very intelligent, I must say. No. I'm not saying I was in the top <laughs> section of it. I was maybe like, you know, number four, number five overall. Right. No, I was in the top 10, but that also is a testament to how much our class. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But 
you know, we, yeah, we wouldn't be kind to some teachers though, especially not because that was his first year ever. And Mm -hmm. you could just tell right off the bat that he was not comfortable and they would just like, they were like brutal. The minute he turned his back to us, shit just started flying all over the room. Like spitballs would hit him in the back of the head. He just brushed them out of his hair. That's what I've heard. Yeah. He wouldn't even say anything. And just people were just, I would literally have like an open book on my test, on my desk. One time, and he wouldn't even say anything. I would just like be writing the information right out of the book, just like everybody else was doing. Damn, and wow. it was just oh, there'd be shit all over the place. It's funny, people would like complain, like after our class was in there, they would just say the room looked like crap because there was so much trash and candy wrappers and gum and soda spilled on the floor and that kind of thing. What a bunch of hooligans! Yeah, um. So anyway, Frank. How did we get onto that? Oh yeah, wow. Canadian, you yes, you Man. you. Uh, I was about to say downloaded, but that was years before its time. Yes, uh, recorded off the television. Uh, VHS, VHS taped it. I was so desperate to see it somehow. That was the only way I could. And um, the only upside to that was like nothing was cut out, so I would just sit there and I I was like, whoa, that's pretty surprising. <laughs> I don't know what they're saying, but. I can't take my eyes off the screen. Um, <laughs> added like another element to your uh, experience with the movie. And I told Josh about it. I'm like, yeah, you can watch. He's like, it's in French. I'm like, it's in French. But... <laughs> Trying to repay him for his He's like, uh, uh, service French? to you. <laughs> Not by recording part four. Yeah. Right. Um, And then, you know, I think Joel might have taped it off of USA or something. That was like a TV cut. So that was really... So at least I got to see the whole thing start to finish. And then years later, it all came together. Like when I just rented it, once I was of age. Right. So yes, I think that's all the key points I wanted to cover in this one. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's just like, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis was not really a focal point in the movie. It's like she's top build. I never even realized. She still, like, has a presence, though. She's still, like... Yeah, no, like I said, that was, like, and, a great gig. Yeah. You know, just, like, lay around and have people fawn over her and get make bank. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the movie, she's she's being chased, but she's still not, like, really saying much of anything. She's just being chased by Just him, being man. her. Yeah. She ends up in the parking lot in a car trying to get away from Michael Myers. And then there's a cool scene where he's, she thinks she's eluded him. And then suddenly you see his face and it's got this red outside light lighting up the whole mask in red, which by the way, more trivia, everybody knows. should we? Well, everybody knows this one. Except for me. Yes. But you'll be interested because there's some Star Trek tie-in. What he wears is simply just like, I've told you this. Yes. I think I knew it beforehand. The uh, William William Shatner. Shatner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. So did they choose him though? I think they needed something. I could have been anybody. I think they just like had it available and they painted it white and it became iconic. Man. So, yeah, I wonder... You know, because he would go to these convent, the Star Trek conventions. I just wonder if anybody ever asked him about that. I'm sure people <laughs> must have because he did appearances. Do they but, even still sell William Shatner masks? Like you could probably get a Halloween sure mask, but like, could you get a William Shatner mask and then paint it white yourself? And then what would it look like if you did? It mm-hmm. probably looked nothing like what you think it's going <laughs> right. To. Mask technology has advanced. Yeah, because it could have been made one way in the. 70s when mm-hmm. they first did this and totally different now 
I mean, masks typically don't look anything like what they're trying to look like anyway, <laughs> except for a few very vague references or similarities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end of this one, he gets burned up. They trap him inside this uh, room where it's Loomis and Jamie Lee Curtis at this point. And they're just locked in this room. And he's in there. All three of them are in there. Mm-hmm. And they he gives her a gun. And she ends up shooting perfectly in both his eyes. <laughs> so Damn. he's blinded. And he's just kind of like swiping his knife around now. You know, he can't say anything because he doesn't talk. And he can't see. But she's like swiping around. And he tells her to run. She runs out of the room. He keeps like opening up these gas, big mm. barrels of gas. Maybe it's nitri- nitrous. Tanks. Tanks. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Big SAT word. And he keeps like twisting these open and like the whole room's getting filled up with gas now. And Michael doesn't know what the hell he's going on. You know, it's just like he's just swiping around with a knife. And then finally Loomis has the lighter. Mm-hmm. And he's like, goodbye, Michael. <laughs> and he just like stops <laughs> swiping for a minute and kaboom, everything just blows up. Kaboom. Wait, is this like the ending of what was the beginning of the other movie where he's like in the flames and he's looking up? Oh, yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. So he got burned in that one too, but not as bad. He's been burned before because the fire department put it out. Right. (laughs) They saved him, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is a little ironic. (laughs) Yeah. So this one, he didn't make it out, at least not in this movie. You know, it shows him, he starts to emerge from the flames and he just kind of like falls over. And mm-hmm. it shows like the mask up close. It's like dripping and everything. And then I think the Mr. Sandman song comes back on again after you see Jamie Lee <laughs> Curtis in the back of the ambulance. Weird little note. they The guy that slipped in the blood mm-hmm. and, and he didn't die right away. He kind of like staggered into the parking lot and then eventually died from the head, head injury. Mm-hmm. In the TV version, he actually makes it. Mm-hmm. her and him like are together in the back of the ambulance and she makes this like really silly comment like we made it <laughs> she's like hugging him <laughs> i'm like oh wow like i thought that was the real version like that's yeah. not it whatsoever so she acted out two different endings yeah. of the movie weird they thought ahead sometimes like for the tv version but you know they wouldn't do that nowadays i highly no. doubt but back then you really had to think about this because that era like some people had vcrs but not everybody Mm -hmm. and then the only way some people would ever see a movie again would Mm -hmm. be like hoping it would come off of like their antenna on tv on antenna tv off their local network i can't imagine yeah that'd be the only way you could see a movie again such a scarcity mindset. and if you had a vcr you could record it or you could buy it but for some people that was out of reach Hmm. but i mean by the end of the 80s everybody had that stuff with the vcrs and everything and Oh, yeah, our cable, of course, too. But still, mm-hmm. that wasn't something you could just, like, pick anytime you wanted to. You couldn't just decide, oh, yeah, I want to watch Halloween, too. And it's just like, no, you had to wait for it to come on. <laughs> can't just, like, stream it from your laptop or your right. phone. Or yeah, your... <laughs> you couldn't. On demand, there was no such thing. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> it was rough, rough times. That's what I grew up with, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note... Um. Yes. So next week we'll aim to do the fog, a John Carpenter classic. Not one of his more gory ones. We are not even acknowledging the Christmas season. You know, maybe we will do something at some point though. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm going to be in town, uh, the week of the tenth. Okay. We're gonna have like an employee thing that day. 
Oh, all right. So I'll be around then. I think it might only be a half day. So either once everybody's gone, you can maybe come to my office or I can go to your place. Okay. Well, I did just get a new couch. I didn't mention oh, that. Oh, I heard this. Yeah. Oh, you heard. Was somebody throwing it out? Well, <laughs> no. My friend Lindsay, shout out. Um, she uh, just got a new couch for her and her roommates. And it's like the biggest couch that I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I got the uh, the prior version. Um, still in pretty good shape. Yeah, but anyway, I know this is riveting content. Um, so we'll edit it for you know <laughs> for mass uh, appeal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in the uh, if we ever advertise like a Patreon plus content, this is a taste <laughs> you could be getting. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode where we discussed Halloween 2, one of my favorites from back in the day. And uh, we will see you next Wednesday. Au revoir. Ah, au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs>